0: Your Bibles with you. Turn to Second Thessalonians, if you would. Uh, we're going to be in chapter number three, and we're going to be reading probably the entire chapter. the The last, uh, uh, the last scripture that was written by the Apostle Paul to the Church of Thessalonica. Uh, let me uh, let me do a little legwork for you, if I may. Uh, Thessalonica, the the, the Thessalonians. Uh, they were so obedient in serving God. You know, when when the Apostle Paul set that church up uh, uh, in the days of his missionary journeys, uh, he set up a lot of churches, a church in Rome and Ephesus and Philippi and, and just so many other places, uh, Lydia. Uh, but he was probably most proud of the church of Thessalonica more than he was any of them. And for the very reason as simple as this, and it's about one of the things we talked about this morning, they continued doing the Lord's work. They loved the Lord. They did their utmost best to not only believe in this man named Jesus Christ, but but to serve Him and and how Paul had led and taught them uh, throughout their. Christian walk with the Lord and he was so much proud of them about what they were doing because at the end of the day they were doing far much more than these bigger churches that was in Rome or in Ephesus, these larger cities. But for some reason this little old church, he loved them a lot. And because they were, like I say, so obedient, they they were doing God's work and they were living their life for the Lord and they did their utmost best to serve Him in a way that He deserves to be served. Let me tell you something, there is a way that we need to serve our God in heaven if nothing else for the sacrifice that he made and gave us that we could be saved uh, through all of our sins so if nothing else if we just live our life believing that one thing uh, we would be so much better off but the church of Thessalonica Paul was real proud of them and you know that said something for the other churches that he set up start with that made them just a little bit jealous and also a little bit mad because he favored that church more than what they were doing. But it wasn't because of what he had done. It was because of what the church of the Thessalonica had earned in the eyes of the apostle Paul. You can understand, Paul was fighting a major fight. Not only to get these churches started but to keep them going in the eyes of the false prophets and the naysayers and and, and, and the antichrist and all those that was infesting, infiltrating all these churches, uh, he had his hands full just being able to keep their doors open because they didn't believe. We talked about this morning, Brother Ronnie, uh, uh, he, he's the one that piped up this morning why we got in the shape that we have got in as a church uh, where we are today. We have given away so many things that that in the eyes of the church meant a lot to the church, but time, as it continues on, we're falling further and further behind in being able to to serve God and His will and how we should act as as His children, as His creation. Brother Clarence said, "I don't think there's no turning it back." Is that the answer? Look amongst yourself. Let's see. I remember the day when this. In this church, these pews were full, uh, and they were worshiping and serving God. Uh, Has it got to the point to where we're past the point of no return? Uh, Are they no getting no back of serving Christ and what he means to us and and telling the world about what Jesus and who Jesus was? Have we passed that point? Uh, Are we we just still looking out for number one, or or are we relying on the world uh, to teach our people? So it's one of these three things. But that's why the Apostle Paul liked the, liked the Thessalonians so much. Man, they were, they were like Paul wrote to the Timothy. They were fighting a good fight. And they were staying the course. And, and, and they, were, they were ready any time they were called upon to, to give praise and honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ because they knew and they believed what Jesus stood for. Now, over time, uh, I know they all started up like a great big fire. Uh, I know people's build a fire and, and they throw gas on it and you'll see how they'll blow up, you know, and it'll make a great big flame. But, but Brother Dean, after a while, uh, that flame uh, withers away. It don't mean too much. And I, we're all guilty of that. Now, <clears throat> every once in a while, I'll take some kerosene. And kerosene's so weak these days, you can hardly get it to burn anymore. It's just like throwing water on a fire. And you sat there and wonder, why ain't that fire going? Well, I'll tell you why that fire's not going. It don't have the spark that it used to have. It don't have the thing that would burn and, and uh, that would set off an explosion if you would uh, to be able to burn things. They take some I once sprayed gasoline on some on some yellow jackets and they just shook their head and continued right on stinging me uh, so something was wrong with that guy. gas amen. Uh, well that's what's wrong with our churches today. Uh, we ain't like the church of Thessalonica. Uh, we're, we're like the church in Lydia and Philippi when when a lot the naysayers uh, and the soothsayers uh, and, and, and the busybodies and everything and uh, and and everybody that's coming to our church, we've allowed them to infiltrate our churches, and that's why we are where we're at today. Believe it or not. And I ain't preaching to you, I'm preaching at us. Because I'm just as guilty as the biggest duck in here. Because if it walks like a duck, and it quacks like a duck, most likely, Brother Gene, you've got a duck. And that's just the way it is and if somebody was standing up here and throwing a rock out in a congregation most likely I'd get hit with that rock and I'd be the one that barked if you know all the truth I don't do like I need to do and I know all of us don't but some reason the Thessalonians of that church uh, they, they were steadfast in serving the Lord because they believed in what Paul had rolled them and they wanted to do their utmost best in serving God In the third chapter of the book of 2 Thessalonians, if you'll stand and reading a reference to God's Word, we're going to get through this here in a minute, if it be the Lord's will. In the first verse it reads this. It says, Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the Word of the Lord may have free course, and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence, the Lord touching you, that both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord directed your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. And not after tradition which was received of us. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we have behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread, for naught, but wroth with labor, labor and travail night and day, that we might not be charged to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves as example unto you, to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now when, now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in doing well. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. But count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by the means the Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token of every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, thank you so much for this precious writings of the Apostle Paul to the church of Thessalonica. Knowing that if we could live our lives the way they tried to live, those, how so much better we would be in this world today. So I pray for strength and that we could do just your work and all that we do. And we can uplift your name in the eyes of your Father in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Finally, brethren, pray for us. <laughs> you know, Chris, if, 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 if I got a thought on my heart this morning about the title of this uh, of this uh, uh, message, would be simply yes, my one request. If I've got any request at all up here this morning, church, I, I would ask you that, pray for us. And when I, when I mean us, I don't mean me even though I need it. Mammon, you know that better than anybody. But the church needs it. We need to pray for us. Because if there's anything that we can ask for or we can have any request to our Father in Heaven, that we can ask people to pray for us. That's the only way that we're going to get better at what we do. That's the only way that God's going to have forgiveness on His people if we'll just pray for one another. Now listen, praying is simply this, and I don't have to tell you, it's talking to God in heaven. Uh, And He he would ask us, and even require us to go through His Son's name to pray to Him. Because Scripture tells us He's our intercessor. Uh, Whatever we got to say to God, you tell Jesus, my son, and He'll tell me. I I remember that episode of of Barney and and Opie and Andy and the three birds. Uh, Winking can tell Blinking, Blinking can tell Nod, and I can tell Barney, and Barney can tell Opie see, that's just how it works in today's time of, of, of praying to our God in heaven. Pray through the name of Jesus Christ that, that all is well with his people. Pray that we can do better in serving him. Pray that we can go out into a lost and dying world and tell people about Jesus. Pray that we can be like those Thessalonians in the days of old that were doing our utmost best to, to tell people about Jesus. Pray that we can do our best in serving him because that's what he asked for. So finally, brethren, pray for us that the Lord of God may have free course. That's our problem today. God don't have free course no more. Ronnie, I'll answer your question. When prayers got took out of schools, the free course and the will of God ended. Then and there. Man got involved with God's doings. And when that happened, we started tumbling downhill. And and that little 30-second prayer that we stood there as little children and and the teacher stood up there and led us most of the time, something simple, Brother Tony, It's something we practice all the time. And we would pray. It would get our day started off right. And what do I mean by right? What I mean is simply this. We acknowledge the reason why we was there at school that day and the reason why we was alive today. We thank God for, for what He did for us in our life and what He meant to us in our life. We still had fear for God. Why do we have fear for God? Because our parents had fear for God. <laughs> and our parents put the fear in us of the fear they had. <laughs> so the fear they had, they give to you freely. We're not doing that today. Not only are we not giving it freely, we're not giving it at all. And, and don't get upset, church. When I say we, I don't mean us. I mean we... The church, we're, we're a broader people than just these, these few that's sitting here this morning, or the few that's that's in the, it's in 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 Clear Springs or Fireview, the, the hundreds that's there. It's bigger than that. That we would have core free course, and that knowing that God could be glorified in all that we do. If we don't do nothing else, God needs to get glory for for all these done. Now listen, God was so skilled in what he done, he made a woman out of one of our ribs. That took some doing, Brother Clarence. That he took the best part of us and gave the woman. That's why they're the best part of us now. You don't have to Google that. I I, I can can tell you that without having to Google it. That's the truth. Nothing trumped the truth, so help me God, I do. Yeah, ask Cheryl. Cheryl can't hear me because she's behaving herself. And he tells us that that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Praise God. How much truth is that right there in the scripture? If you've never read any truth in the scripture right there, Brother Chris, that's truth. That we be delivered from unreasonable everybody's. That's out in the world today. We talked about three things this morning. And those of you that may be listening on this or will be listening I forgive you if I if I've hurt your feelings, but I'm gonna mention them this morning because these are three of the things that's in the world today that has got us where we're at. We've took for our church. We've allowed abortions, just like it ain't nothing no more. We've allowed people to kill our kids. And you think God's going to bless us for killing His children? God, what side of the bed did you just get out of this morning? Or have you not slept? You don't know what you're doing. He's not going to bless not just this nation, but the people that allow something like that to go on in our world today. I don't care who you think you are, how much money you got, or how high, high on the corporate ladder you are. Killing children is not right. And I'll stand till hell's on fire before you make me believe that. The third thing, homosexuality. I told them about now you can just sit there, innocently, in your couch, drinking a cup of coffee, getting ready for your evening events, and and you can see a Gap commercial come up, and at the end of that commercial, you'll see two men kissing. And they're talking about love. And you know what that's showing our children? Our children back here and back. Do you know what they're going to see one of these days when they're sitting in front of that TV and they see that crap? They're going to believe it. That's okay. They did it on TV. If it's not on TV, praise God, it's got to be okay. So them three things, I think, has made a major impact not only just in our churches, but in our world. And because... We don't want to offend anybody. We want to go along with everybody that goes, uh, that does what they do. Uh, We don't want to rock the boat, if you will, because somebody might fall out. I think about to realize who's in that boat with you. You know, when the disciples was out to sea and, and the waves got up, and, and they said some of them waves, if you research that, and I don't know this for a fact, but they say some of them waves got 15 foot high in that little bitty old boat that them, the, that the disciples and Christ was in. And all of the disciples were just, I'm, they was just like we'd be. We, we were scared. They was ready to stick their head between their legs and kiss their rear end goodbye because they know this was it. But the one that knew was asleep. Because he had the knowledge and the faith that they'd be okay. And look at somebody and ask what's your faith? Here in the scripture it says, for all men have not faith. Now I know we read in the scriptures that our faith is strong enough as a mustard seed to move mountains. Now I'm not going to stand out here in front of this church and have faith and pray and hope the house Mount will move over on this side of the ridge. Because I can't see what's on beyond that. I'm not going to do that. That ain't what God wants us to see. God wants us to see that our faith is immeasurable. And if we'll just believe in his word and, 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 and his and His scripture and and and, and, and 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 what he have us believe in, uh, we'll be okay. But we've not got there no more. Because of wicked men. And I ain't going to take all the credit for that. Women too. Wicked men and women. It's bad enough that we allow prayer to get taken out of schools because that's how we were taught. It's even worse that we're killing our children. It's even worse now that we're killing God that everything's okay. If you can do it, it's good. It's not good. Not my eyes anyway. Uh, I was t- telling Clarence this morning, and, 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 and I was raised in the era of racism, just like most of you were here today. And, and it's according to where you, was, where you lived. And that just was part of our lives. We didn't know no different. That's just what we've seen. It wasn't our fault. So don't sit back on your high horse and, and blame me for being a little bit racist because I didn't have a lot to do with that but I do tell you this, and I promise you this, I do my best these days to try not to be a racist because racism is is evil and wicked. But when you have wicked people and evil people that won't let it die, and he keep bringing it up on a niche stitch. And, and every time something happens, oh, you're a racist. You shouldn't be doing that. Or this, that, and the other. And, and, until they stop making an issue out of this, until they stop being making money off of racism, it ain't never going to end. It ain't never going to end because the world is not going to let us forget about it. There is not anybody that I know of, that I've ever known of, that, that picked cotton on the farm down south. But you know, if you look at that same picture, there was a lot of white people out there picking cotton too. That's how they made their living. And that's what they did things. But this generation is being persecuted for past generations. I didn't have nothing to do with it. So why am I having to pay the price for what our ancestors done? If we're going to do that, we need to go way on back and think about our poor Indians that yeah. occupied this country, right. this the United States, and how us good old Americans went and took their land from them. Right. Yeah. We don't think about that too much, do we? No. We did. Right. Now, I know everyone once has watched a good John Wayne movie or, or, or any good Western that comes along when the cavalry go out there and fight and kill the Indians. That's how it was done. Yeah. We fought them. We killed them. We overtake them. We sort of carried on biblical times. That's what they did in biblical times too. If the Babylonians could defeat the, the ones that lived in Judah and they could overtake their country, Ronnie, that's what they done. Yeah. Because why did they do it? Well, I guess because they thought it would make them more powerful. Right. Little did they know they was fooling with the main man. See, they see, it was God's people. <laughs> and you may be high on that ladder for a little while, but it's going to come to a time that you're going to be like Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, you're going to be on your hands and knees uh, eating like the like the cows and the animals out in the field and not be able to look up for seven years. Yeah. That's what God will do to you. Right. He'll make you understand and humble you enough to know that, listen, my ways aren't your ways. Right. And your ways ain't mine. God will get your attention. So, We ask that God would deliver us from unreasonable and wicked men. Just get that out of our sight and get that out of our lives. Because until that happens, we're going to have to keep fighting what we're doing. He says, but the Lord is faithful. Whom shall establish you and keep you from evil. There's your answer. See, I didn't even have to think that up. That was right there where people could read. If you put your trust and faith in God... He will establish you in all that you do. Will you still have rocky days? Yes, you will. And we'll still lose loved ones and we'll have to tell people goodbye and people that we love is going to get sick. But He will have us not to lose our faith. Because if we do, what we stand on for all the years of our life has gone away. See, people don't have faith no more that that if you just have faith in Christ Jesus, that wickedness and evil will leave us alone. But they don't. Why? Because they're the very ones that are wicked and evil. Paul writes to the church, he says, We have confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both do and will do the things which we command you. In other words, I've got faith in every one of you here today that outside these walls that we call a church, we're no different out there than we are in here. We don't live two separate lives. We, we live the life that, that God's give us. And all he's taught us, we take outside these walls and tell to a lost and dying world. I've got faith in you that you do that. All the confidence in the world that you do this. Now, do you stand on a street corner holding a cross and preaching to hellfire and brimstone and beating your leg on a Bible and, and all the cars go by? No, we don't do that but also we're not out there standing on that same quarter showing wickedness either. So he says this, he says, that the Lord will direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting of Christ. The only prophecy that had not been fulfilled is the coming of Christ. One more time. Isaiah prophesies it. it has not come true yet, but I promise you that ain't going to be the only one that don't come true because it's going to come to pass one of these days. Will it be in the new year that we celebrate 2022? I don't know. Am I going to be afraid of it? No. Am I going to stand out here and look out the eastern sky 24-7 and have Kathy bring me something to eat till he comes? No, I'm not going to do that. Because if I do that, I'm not living in fear of God. I'm living in the fear of God. And that ain't what he have us to do. He has taught us better as his children. He gives us all the reading and the scriptures and, and 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 the thoughts and prayers and everything in the scriptures to to get us through this life unscathed if we just do it. Now the Apostle Paul says this. He says, "I command you, brother." Now, he's talking to the church at Thessalonica. simply this, in the name of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. How many people would you have around you if you did that? What does walking disorderly look like? What does that look like in the world today? Does it mean you're out here committing sin or, or you don't believe in Christ Jesus or or you believe in Christ Jesus, you just don't serve Him or do you believe in God but not in Christ? What does disorderly look like to us today? Here's my thought, and this ain't, this ain't my doctrine, that's just my thought because I'll never stand up here and preach doctrine. Not mine anyway. I'll preach that. I'll tell you what it looks like. I think disorderly means that you knoweth to do good and doeth not. And if you don't, it's a sin to you. Now, Christ's half-brother wrote that in the book of James. Now, when he says, knoweth to do good and doeth not, don't mean to go out here and work for somebody or go out here and help somebody. He means your upright way, that you live your life, that you show a lost and dying world that, yes, there is a Christ Jesus. And you know, he. And an add on top of that, you know, James didn't believe that Christ was Messiah until he appeared to him. Ronnie didn't believe him. I was just half brother. Now I don't know how many days they spent together, but you know they spent a day or two, surely. And he didn't believe him. So him that knoweth that doeth good and doeth not, to him it's a sin. Is that what disorderly look like? Yes, I believe it is. Because if we know that we need to serve Jesus, if we know it, and we all know we know it, and we do this and then we get outside these walls and we do something else, that's disorderly. Now I say we, I don't mean we. Don't think don't we, I'm talking to the church because that's what the church does because you know the very ones that sit in these pews in some of these churches is the very ones supporting homosexuality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to the polls and they're voting for people who support abortion yeah. and they're the main reason why our prayers are taken out of school because they stood that they, you know, I don't think that'll hurt Brother Dean. Let's go ahead and let's, let's give this and we'll get this. If we bend on this a little, just think, as a group of people, we can get this. Lord, did we know the price we was going to pay? There is nothing no more important in these children's eyes than them hear about Jesus. Because if they hear about Jesus, genes are going to ask, "Who's Jesus?" Ding, 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 ding. That's when we can come on the scene. That's when we've been, what we've been trained for. That's what he's got us to the point in our lives when his children ask who Jesus is. We can stand up and be bold. And just like Paul did to the church of Thessalonica and be bold to them and tell them, listen, he's the man that went to the cross and shed his blood that we can have life here on this earth and have it more abundantly. That's who Jesus is. The Son of God. Now we worship him through our Holy Spirit, knowing who he was and who he is and who he's going to be. So he tells us to try to stay away from withdraw ourselves from our brother that walks disorderly and not after the tradition of which they receive of us. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. I and mean, you ought to know that. We do know that. We're God's children. We better know that. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. In other words, Paul's told the church, Listen, I've not acted that way in front of you. I'm trying to be an example for you to see. If you live your life the way I've tried to live my life, what a better place it's going to be. All of God's people is going to be respectful in all that they do. And he tells us that neither did I eat of, 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 of man's bread for naught, but wroth with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you know words i didn't do any of this stuff outside when i was out on my own and, and out doing what i needed to do I wasn't out here uh, committing sin or or being part of sin or or being involved with sin I didn't do any of that because i counted myself accountable to you lord look at our pastors today now say pastors i mean through the whole United States. I'll just I'll just cover that. I won't even go to the whole world. Just here in the United States, look at our pastors today. They've stopped edifying God and started edifying themselves. Now there's something in scripture about that, about edifying yourself. It ain't good. But that's what's going on today. And so Paul was trying to tell the church listen, I didn't fool with these people. I stayed away from them because I knew the main reason why I Baptists are so much against drinking it's because we know as God's people what it can do to the lives of those who get hooked and invest in it. Not because it's evil. They drank wine in biblical times. I, I read where Jesus turned water into wine. But we look at our covenant for the very reason because what it can do to God's people. And we don't want to support it. Praise God, we're that way. Because I've seen what it can do. Just here as late, we've seen what it's done to one of the gentlemen that's come to this church, what it'll do to you in your life. It'll totally kill you. He was in my dad's family on his side. and It's on Kathy's side of the family, and it, it's everywhere. It's like an infestation of people that was infested by, by alcoholism. Stuff like that will rule your life. You can't, you can't let yourself fall prey to that. So what's a good way to not fall prey to it? Stay away from it. What Paul said? That he didn't even fool or, or be around anybody that done it. He said, not because we have not power, because he did have power to resist it, but to make ourselves an example unto you that follow us. Now, if I was, me as your pastor, if I left here on Sunday morning and, 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 and every other day of the week I'm out here committing sin and going places I don't need to be going, I wouldn't be a good pastor for you people. That'd be one of these false prophets that you read about in Scripture. We're to be accountable for what we do. So my one request is simply this. Pray for us. If you pray for us, we can only get better. Here's a thought. Pray for each other. And we all can get better. If we continue in prayer for this great country that we live in that was founded on the foundation of God, if we continue to pray, I believe God's going to hear our prayers. Yeah, and it may not be on our time and some of us as impatience uh, may not take a liking to it, but it's going to happen one of these days. How's he going to fix it? Clarence said this morning, is there any going back? No, but there's going forward. There's going forward, Mama. We can't undo what's already been done. We can't do it. It's already happened. Water's underneath the bridge. It's already down in the ocean, and it's already made its way back around again. It's come right down that mountain, right down in our streams, right under that same bridge. So we can't turn it around, but we can look ahead. And we can do what the Apostle Paul done to the church of Thessalonica like and encourage them. But most of all, be bold and tell them people about Jesus and encourage them and uplift them in all that they do. He says right here that, let's see, let me find that. Uh, in the 12th verse it says, Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness, they work and eat their own bread. In other words, encourage and urge people. And tell them about Jesus. Listen, the Apostle Paul tells us, listen, <laughs> that if none of us works, we'll get pretty hungry. If Ruth hadn't went out into the fields boy Boaz, Where would that happen? Where would that situation have been? She went out and she feasted on what she collected, not just intake or physically, but spiritually, knowing that God was doing for her what was happening to her. And she knew that God had his hand on what she was doing. That's why she stayed steadfast in serving Naomi just like ourselves. He tells us that if any man obey not our word by this epistle, in other words, people don't believe what we tell them about Jesus, note that man. Write their name down. Take a picture of him. And he tells us, don't put this man aside, but go to him that he may be ashamed. You know, there's several people in the world today that does ungodly things, that knows about God. And sometimes if you shame them, I have found that that will sort of turn them just a little bit. Because there ain't nothing worse than a man or woman is somebody to shame them. Because of the way they're living. And because they know what not they should be doing. See, there's still a lot of people in this world today that that has a fear for the God in heaven. And it's simply this. We give God reverence, not only of what he's done, but what he's doing, but what he's going to do. My one request is this. Pray for us. Let's stand if we would. The Apostle Paul looked on the Thessalonian people as cream of the crop, I guess. Because they tried their best to live their life for the Lord. Right. And I'm sure they didn't have uh, a hundred piece band or 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 twenty-seven preachers or pastors in their congregation. Well, didn't even probably have a hundred deacons. Yeah. But what they did have, they believed in Christ Jesus. Right. They believed in Jesus. If we believe in Jesus here today, church, we're better people. We're better people. And if we don't get nothing else out of this, even if we don't get eternal life out of this, it makes us a better person. And what is so bad about that? Of being a better person and not? I would encourage you, with all my heart, to try to be a better person. So as you start this 2022 year, if you're going to do anything pray and the next time we get together we'll do it again how's that